You may be seated. If you would turn in your Bibles to the book of Romans, found on page 1,123. Romans chapter 8. We're going to read verses 26 and 27. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I read a story about a young boy who was swimming in the Congo River when suddenly a, a, cock, a, a croc grabbed his leg and tried to pull him under. The little boy cried out, and thankfully his mom was nearby, and she was able to save him. When a newspaper later on came and interviewed the, the young boy, some months later, um, it was obvious from the teeth marks on the boy's leg where the crocodile had, had grabbed him. When the reporter asked the boy if, if he could take a picture of, of his leg and, and those, those scars, with you could see the, in, the, the, the teeth punctures, the boy says, no, but you can take a picture of my arm. And the newspaper reporter says, what? Your arm? What happened with your arm? The little boy proudly showed the reporter the scars on his arm. Five circular scars, looking almost like fingertips. When the croc grabbed me and tried to pull me under, the boy said, here's where my mom held on to me, even though her fingers cut into my arm. I call it my love scars. He said, as my mom kicked the croc with her foot, she held on to me, and she wouldn't let me go. She saved me. Is that how you see prayer in your life? Like your life depends on it? There's no way you're going to make it without it? What about how we as a church view it? As a, a, a church, do we pray like our future depends on our willingness to come before the Lord in prayer? Or do we have more of a take it or leave it attitude toward it? Recently I was talking to someone and eventually our, our conversation turned to prayer. And as we talked, I could tell that they were struggling with prayer. They had been praying for something for months and, and years even. And there seemed to be no answer to their, their prayers. And they wanted to know why God was taking so long. He wondered if maybe he had done something wrong. You ever had thoughts like this? Often when prayer seems to be accomplishing little, it's, it's easy to lose our passion to pray, isn't it? When we don't see any fruit, when we don't see the answers coming, it's so easy to give up and say, well, maybe God didn't hear us, or maybe God doesn't want to answer, or maybe it's me, something about me, that, that's why God's not hearing me as I pray. We think all kinds of crazy thoughts. When Paul suggests in verse 26 that he does not know what he ought to pray for at times, 
Can't you identify with that? Because sometimes we don't. I think he's expressing part of what it means to be human, living in a fallen world. There's so much need around us. Where do we start? We can't remember everything in our prayer time. Does prayer really change things? Or does prayer just change us? I think that's a question people often have. Then on top of this, does when our, our, our prayer lives are, are kind of in a, in a rut, what causes that? Are we under spiritual attack? Maybe. Is there some unconfessed sin in our lives? Could be. But sometimes, again, when we don't know the answer to those questions, it's so easy to give up on it. Or we pray, we pray out of obligation, but it's really not, it's really not from the heart. Paul says we all need help in the area of prayer. And thankfully, that help comes in the form of the Holy Spirit. In addition to these things, there's a couple more obstacles, I think, that we all face when it comes to prayer. First, prayer is a conversation with an unseen person. Now, in some ways, we do this all the time when we're talking on the phone. I have a friend from college, um, Shin, and uh, he lives in uh, New York, in, in, in Brooklyn, um, met him in college, and once in a while we'll talk to each other on the phone. I haven't seen him for 35 years or so. But still, I had seen him once upon a time. He was my roommate. And, and, and so I know him, and so I can almost picture him as I'm talking to him on the phone. But we don't have that with God, do we? We know Jesus, but again, we haven't seen him. We haven't heard the voice of, of God himself. We hear the Spirit speaking, but we haven't heard God's voice. And sometimes that can be really frustrating. I think when, when God seems far away, when he seems distant, that kind of contributes to our, our feeling like, does God hear me when I pray? Silence can definitely be an obstacle to prayer. We wonder if is our prayers really getting through? Even though the Bible tells us it is. Another thing I think that can be an obstacle to, to prayer is our self-sufficiency. We live in a world dominated by technology and science and amazing improvements in medicine and personal wealth. And, and when there's a problem, when we experience trouble, instead of praying, we often turn to our own means and to our own strength and we try to work it out and when that doesn't seem to work then we bring it before the Lord's throne as kind of a last resort thing to do I think we also struggle with how prayer works sometimes we have more questions than than answers how for instance can God hear a couple million prayers all at the same time and answer them boggles the mind doesn't boggle God's mind, but it boggles ours. How does God deal with the prayers of two opposing armies or two opposing sports teams that are praying that God would help them win? And who does God hear? How does God decide? He is both almighty and loving. Why does 
he seemed not to answer so many sincere prayers that have been lifted up before him. And then why should a sovereign, all-wise God even listen to our prayers if he already knows what's going to happen? When we pray and ask God for something, do we always have to qualify it and say if it's according to God's will in our prayer? Or can we ever pray boldly and say, no, I know this is God's will and this is my prayer before you, Lord. And you lay that request before his throne. As a pastor, I often hear people say prayer is one of the, the biggest struggles, spiritual struggles in their life. And I can say even in my own life, there's times where you just feel like you're spinning your wheels and you wonder if God hears. But what does scripture teach us about prayer? Well, I think it's clear prayer is a gift from God, and that's the first thing I really want to talk about out of this passage. Prayer is God's idea. He initiated it. When we pray, we pray to the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit. While we can technically pray to any part of the Trinity, you can pray to the Father, you can pray to the Son, you can even pray to the Holy Spirit. Yet Jesus teaches us in the Lord's Prayer to pray our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Paul also says in verse 27, the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. In other words, the Father initiates prayer just as he initiated the plan of creation and even, say, the plan of, of redemption. He knows what he wants to accomplish. In your life, he also knows what he wants to accomplish in the world. And through the Spirit, he enables us to pray according to God's will. The Holy Spirit's intercession and prayer, it doesn't eliminate our need to pray, but I think it helps us to pray more fervently and, and more passionately. Prayer involves taking hold of God's will and refusing to let it go until his will comes to pass. I think understanding another word in, in verse 26 helps us uh, understand what this intercession is that the Holy Spirit does on our behalf. In the original language, the word for groans also carries the, the meaning of yearnings. And so you could say that when the Holy Spirit helps us by transmitting to our hearts the yearnings of the Father so that we can pray according to God's will rather than according to our own will. So he fills us with that desire, a yearning to pray a certain way even, about a certain situation. It's not by accident that you're thinking about something. It's not by accident that you feel passionate about this person and their struggles or you're passionate about some ministry and you just feel compelled to pray for it. It's not by accident. It's the Father giving you that desire to pray. Let's say your children are struggling with something. As parents, we don't always know what to pray, do we? We might pray one thing, but the Holy Spirit might have something completely different in mind. And so sometimes it's, it's hard to know what to say. Maybe God wants to use the crisis that we see in our, our child's life to draw them deeper into a, a deeper relationship with, with him. Holy Spirit helps us pray. 
And even when we get it wrong, totally wrong, the Holy Spirit takes our prayer and he changes it so it's according to God's will, brings it to Jesus. Jesus then brings it before the throne of God. It's amazing when you think of it. Your prayers cannot ever be wrong. We might, in our, our human frailty, we might be thinking of the wrong thing or the wrong goal, but we don't have to worry about that because the Holy Spirit will take it and change it so that it is according to God's plan, according to God's will. And I hope that gives you a lot of comfort and peace. That doesn't take away the, the need for us to pray, but what a comfort it is, and I hope it, it makes you even more bold in your your time of prayer. Knowing that it's this important to God that the Holy Spirit and Jesus himself are both helping us as we pray. That's how important it is. Revelations 2, 23, Jesus says, He is the one who searches hearts and minds. Paul, in Romans eight twenty seven says that Jesus is the heart searcher, our intercessor before the Father. Oh, how comforting that is. To know that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are, are helping us with this. I hope you're starting to see how different the biblical idea of prayer is to what we normally think of prayer. It's so easy to think about prayer being all about us and it's our doing, but it's not. Prayer starts with God. So how exactly does the Holy Spirit intercede for us when we pray? First, verse 26 says, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. When Paul says this, he's not speaking about sin. That's not the weakness he's referring to. While unconfessed sin can hinder our prayers, this isn't what Paul is referring to. Paul's referring to our human frailty. Like the disciples falling asleep when Jesus asked them to pray with him when he he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's our human frailty. It hinders us sometimes from doing the Lord's will. Verse 26, the weakness Paul is referring to is a, a lack of understanding about how and what we should pray for. And notice that when Paul talks about this, he uses the word our, our weakness, because he can identify with that. Prayer was a struggle for him too. We're not alone in this. Hebrews 4.15 even tells us that we have a high priest who is able to sympathize with us in our weakness because he experienced the very things that, that we face, yet he was without sin. I hope that encourages you as well, knowing that Jesus knows what it's like to be in, the, in this skin. He knows the temptations that we face, the challenges, the hardships, And knowing that Jesus is the one who's also interceding for us, again, that comforts you that you're not alone. Sometimes we think God is looking for perfect prayers. You know what I mean by that. You know that just sound just right. And some people, when you listen to them pray, they just use the right words and such passion in their prayers. Sometimes that's hard when you don't see it coming from your own life and it's easy to to judge your prayers 
based on those other prayers, but you know what? Prayer is prayer before God. And while some people have that gift of prayer and they sound so elegant, their prayers are beautiful in in many ways, yet even when you stammer as you pray, even when you're, you're searching for the right word, it's still beautiful in God's sight. And the Holy Spirit takes those prayers and changes it so it's exactly according to God's will, brings it before Jesus, Jesus again, brings it before the Father. Even when we feel unable to pray, the Holy Spirit can put words to those feelings. Even when you're so distressed because of all the things going on in your life and you're just groaning inside, our text says that the Holy Spirit takes those groans and put words to them, brings it to Jesus, Jesus brings it before the Father. What a gift we've received in Jesus. A gift that we can embrace each and every day called prayer. God's not looking for the perfect prayer. He's looking for those, his children, who are are just honest before him. Who desire him with all their hearts. And know that their life depends on it. Do you know that your life depends on, on how you pray? It can make, make you or break you. And yet sometimes we're, we're, we're so flippant when it comes to prayer. We'll give it a couple of minutes right before we go to bed as we're falling asleep. Wake up the next morning, you don't even remember saying amen because you fell asleep on the Lord. Prayer is a gift from God that we need to embrace and and use and unleash each day. Psalm ten seventeen says, You hear, O Lord, the desires of the afflicted. You encourage them and listen to their cry. Praise the Lord for that. You know, there's been times in my life that I've, again, I've been at a loss of what to pray for. You're, you're, you're standing next to someone's bedside and they're laying there sick. Does God want to take them home? Is there going to be physical healing now, or is it the ultimate healing? Sometimes it's hard to know. Sometimes it's hard to know how to pray. And so we struggle as we pray, and yet, don't let that unnerve you. Don't let that keep you from praying, because the Holy Spirit will make it right. Jesus will make it right. He knows exactly what needs to be done. You know, sometimes we're so focused on telling God our needs. He already knows them. How much better to, when you spend time in prayer, to just enjoy being in God's presence. Sitting right next to him in the shadow of the Almighty. And resting for just a few minutes as you prepare for the day before you. What a comfort to know that the third person of the Trinity, though, sees our prayers as being so important that he, he works within us to, to put words to our, our desires, words to our groanings. He keeps prompting us to pray and doesn't ever let us get complacent 
Maybe this morning as I talk about prayer, some of you are thinking, wow, I, I've not been faithful in this. I've not done what I know I need to, to do. I haven't been praying for my children. I haven't been praying for my church family. I need to do better. You know what? This morning there is forgiveness in Jesus. There's a fresh start through the working of the Holy Spirit. Confess your sins before the Lord and tell the Lord it's your desire that you might pray so much better than you are right now. Is that prayer pleasing to the Lord? Is that according to his word? You bet it is. And so pray boldly about that and let God work in your life. You know, it's so comforting, too, to, to know that even when we get it wrong, like not long ago, I think the, the lotto was way up there, and, you know, you might have been, you bought a ticket and you were praying, Lord, if, if I win the, the lottery, I'll, I'll give all the money away, but maybe a million dollars. That's all I need. You, you start working out these deals with the Lord, right? God knows what, what's going to happen if you win that, how it's going to pull you away. Your life will be filled with temptation. The Holy Spirit takes that prayer, that desire, and he makes it according to God's will. And maybe something that eventually comes out of it is that we each might desire the treasure that we have in Jesus. Not the treasures of this world, but the treasure we have in Jesus. How much better is that than anything this world could offer? That's how the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. Matthew 7, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. But when you knock or seek, it's so easy to miss out on those gifts that God has for us if we don't pray. God says, come before my throne. Knock on the door. I want you to come before me. Sometimes for whatever reason we don't knock and so then we fail to receive what God has for us. Prayer is time spent with God. We should look forward to that. It should be the best part of our day. Just sitting in, in, in our Father's presence. Knowing that the Holy Spirit is interceding. Jesus is interceding. It's a love relationship. It's not an obligation. That's what we have to get out of our heads. We don't pray because we have to. Hopefully you pray because it's the desire of your heart. I think the time we spend in prayer says something about what we believe about prayer. And if you find that prayer has little room in your life, then it's time to do some work. Time to search the scriptures and see what the Bible does say about prayer. Claim those promises. And then pray boldly, knowing that God hears our prayers. Because when we pray, God works. It's a mystery. When you think about it, God knows God doesn't need our prayers to accomplish anything. But he's chosen to do that. And when we pray according to his will, we unleash the power of God in our lives, in our family, in our children, in the world around us. We unleash God's power. 
That's the place God gives our prayers. That's how important they are to him. El Vandergren says, what we need most for solving the problems in our world is not more money, education, ideas, books, or strategies. Our prime need is hands lifted up in prayer. That's simple. We want to apply all this stuff to those things, those problems, those issues, those things that weigh heavy on our hearts, but God says, will you pray? Will you bring it before my throne? So I encourage you to be faithful in prayer. Learn to listen to the Holy Spirit as you pray. Let him guide and empower your prayer time. And then remember in the end that even when your words are are fumbling or you find that they're awkward, it's okay. The Holy Spirit and Jesus, they have it covered. You can trust in that. They'll transform your prayers and change it so that it's according to God's will. Prayer is God's gift to his people. I hope it's a gift that you use each and every day. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we need reminders of how important prayer is. Lord, our families, our children, our church, Lord, we need to bathe them in prayer. We need to lift them before you. The devil is hard at work trying to divide us, trying to get a foothold into our lives, and we pray that that won't happen. Lord, even as we build this addition, the devil could use something like that to divide us as a congregation, and we pray, Lord, that that won't ever happen, that we might stand together. Lord, we just pray that you might just burden each of us with the importance of prayer. And may we not allow a day to go by that we don't spend time on our knees before you. Thank you, Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.